All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by the Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you very much, Lisa. Welcome to Oilers Nation Radio, episode 57. As always, I want to start off by thanking our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant for making all this possible. Go ahead and follow them on Twitter, at Sherwood Ford, and on Instagram, at Sherwood Ford underscore the Giant. Daniel, what is going on in October? It is Scare Hunger Month at Sherwood Ford. And so what you're going to be doing is you're going to be bringing down your food donations to the folks at Sherwood Ford on Broadmoor Boulevard in Sherwood Park, Alberta. And you're going to help them scare away hunger from the Strathcona Food Bank. And uh, yeah, so that's the big thing this month. The Nation Truck will be out there helping them uh, load that food over to the Strathcona Food Bank. Another big thing is that Frank versus Gus is rolling on. My boy is undefeated at 4-0, whereas Gus is 1-3. Unlucky. I, I had a question about this. So this is your two or three? Uh, this is two. T- about two and a half. Two and I a started half. doing it at the end of the year two years ago. Do you think there's a chance that sing- since Frank sees the Oilers logo 82 times a year and not the other team's logos, that now he's just going to go to the Oilers one every single time? No. No, he didn't. Though. No. We're 4-0 and and he's 1-3. and three. Frank? No, Frank's 4-0. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, you mean you think Frank he doesn't always pick the Oilers. Oilers logo? He doesn't always pick the I'm, Oilers. I'm wondering, though, like maybe this year it's like triggered in him. because like, How dare you call shenanigans on my dog? Well, no, I'm just, it's, a, it's an observant. <laughs> no, he sees the treat. He sees the treat. He can't see the he Yeah, I guess he can't logos. really see the logo. He can't, he can't he can read, sen- Tyler. He can sense the logo, but yeah. he goes for the treat. And he goes, which, okay. no, no, it's that treat. Well, I know that treat. Why? Because that's Connor's treat. Today we have got a very special Mary Brown's pop-in. Do I read this whole thing? Well, yeah, you got that's an ad read. All right. Today we've got a very special Mary Brown's pop-in with bite-sized morsels of 100% breast meat, chicken coated in Mary's seasonings, and served hot, crispy, and oh-so-yummy. Choose Thai for a kick of sweet heat topped with some sesame seeds. You love that, don't you, Tyler? 
Yep. Absolutely. Today's Mary Brown's pop-in is the one and only rider from Power 107. He is here. He just got off the air a little bit ago. He has come to our podcast studio, which is very similar to what he's used to working in. Thank you for being here, my friend. <laughs> You're welcome. Actually, I live right beside a Mary Poppins. So I'm uh, Mary, Poppins. Mary Browns. Mary Browns. <laughs> I popped into Mary, Mary Browns. You guys didn't let me finish. You rode your umbrella in no, I, there. I live right next to a Mary Brown, so I know they're Poppins well. There you go. Nice. There you nice. Go. They are a question, delicious. Question about a dog rider, because you, you do have a very famous dog on Instagram. Gordon Marshmallow. Gordon Marshmallow. Yeah. We were just talking about dog psyche. Does Gordon go to the Oilers logo too? I haven't uh, tested that. Okay, oh, yeah, right. like he's a dog, right? So, <laughs> I don't understand. I feel like you figured out. I don't understand the hype around that. Really? Like the eating the treats on the pictures thing? It just seems. Yeah, but it's like the degenerate gamblers. They need to know who to pick, but they don't. They want to blame somebody other than themselves. So now they have a dog that will guide them home. Do you I'm remember? Do you remember Maggie the monkey from TSN? Yeah, yeah. I totally, get, I totally stole that's, that. That's idea. where the bit came from. I, just I didn't like Maggie the whole Fair enough. Bit. <laughs> I don't really like animals in general. Speaking of picks, on my pregame podcast, I do a bet of the game from Bodog, yep. and I'm Owen four. I haven't nice. gotten one right yet, so I'm waiting for people to start getting really mad at me. There you go. That's that's a, off on a tangent. Speaking of really mad, you came in here like hot fire today. I would calmed down a little bit. Ryder brought some OV beer, which I've never had before. <laughs> OV beer. Old Vienna. Old Vienna. Hey? It's delicious. Yeah. I'm Why were you mad? Right now. Um, okay. Well, first of all, I was happy when I first came in because we got this new fancy table with hockey sticks on it. It's very sturdy. It's a good height. It's going to look good on camera for two guys and a goalie. All that stuff. But I'm mad because they also, for some reason, brought in a second table that is not going to be on camera. And it's very high off the ground. Um, it's too large. <laughs> There's no room for me to sit. Everything worked was working fine on the table we had before. But now we have this massive fucking table that doesn't fit the roadcaster properly, doesn't fit my mic. I now have to, like, awkwardly crane my body around to see you guys. It sucks, man. I want my old table back, Weird. but I feel bad. I'm not going to tell anyone to bring me my old table back. <laughs> we are pivoting to This a, table looks nice late. and expensive. We so. are pivoting to a Yeremchuk Rage Quit podcast. Do you think, though, know, that this larger, nicer table is going to go where the computers are, and that one is going to be shifted over? That would actually really fucking help, but I think this table's too wide to fit in here. And we have a pillar. We have a pillar in the middle of our podcast studio. You guys know podcasting's like uh, an audio thing, not a visual. So when you say the table over there, people are really confused. Right okay, now. so we, right now we've got a uh, two tables going into a corner. The feng shui is not ideal here. However, we have a bunch of computers sitting on a table. There's another one where the roadcaster is sitting on it. Tyler is very upset about the roadcaster table because it is about, if by eyeballing, I'm going to guess five inches higher than the other one. Yeah, and the, the other issue I had is one day I came in, I spent an hour of my own time with a roll of hockey tape I got from Dan, taping all the cables so no one would trip over them. They were nice and clean and even, and I was like, all right, this finally looks good. And now there's balls of tape everywhere. The cables are fucking ever. And then someone, I don't know who it was, was like, oh, man, we got to do something about these cables that are laying everywhere. Like, fuck, that, that was Nick. Like, are you kidding me? I did something about the cables, and then someone undid something Speaking about the cables. Which I never did get my hockey tape back. Yes, you did. I put it on the table upstairs, man. <laughs> Fired up. Time, <laughs> Welcome to our show, Ryder. Yeah, thank this is, uh, you. The height of professionalism. I'm good now. I got it out of my system. Let's just talk some hockey. I know we're not going to talk a lot of hockey today, <laughs> whatever. Is there anything else you want to complain about before we move on? No, I'm excited to have Ryder here. How was your commute into the office? Oh, the lineup at Dairy Queen was fucking ridiculous, but that's a whole other thing. See, probably if you had only 
used podcast sponsor SkipTheDishes.ca, you probably could have gotten Dairy Queen delivered directly here. Also, no one told me there's a wedding upstairs at Little Brick. So when I walked in, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I just walked into these people's like wedding dinner. Then I went upstairs and Graham was like, hey, by the way, you got to go through the front door. Don't go through the back door because there's a wedding. I was like, well, I, no one told, I walked right in through the back door. But you probably improved their wedding. They're probably like, hey, that's that guy from 1260. One of the guys I played uh, against in a uh, like beer league hockey tournament over the summer and me and him didn't get along well. And I recognized him. I was like, oh shit. You guys should have taken a photo. It'd been nice. Yeah. I think I ended up in one of the photos carrying the box of old Vienna. <laughs> Again, improving the experience on a Friday yes. afternoon wedding. Again, like, I want to thank Ryder for being here. He is on Power Mornings with Ryder and Lisa on Power 107 from 530 to 9 o'clock. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at RyderFM. Nailed Last it. word on the podcast studio. I assume this is very similar to what you guys are running over at Power 107. Uh, the only thing that's the same is the Adobe Audition you're recording. Uh, everything else is cheaper here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not if, even if there is one area you could improve, though, what would it be? Uh, I'd like... Like, what's the number one area I should be focusing on as I ask them for more money to spend on this? I'd probably say, like, the stairs on the way down. Oh, no, I can't do <laughs> and that. And not feeling so murdery would be, like, I don't know, put a Not vase. feeling murdery. Do you not see the green screen with scotch tape? <laughs> right. That would probably be my first step. I apologize that you're not going to leave this room. <laughs> That's what I feel like right now. That was my plan all along. Tyler, I'm going to make you happy right now. We're going to talk about the others, okay? Hell yeah. Four now. I'm not that positive about them, but you go. You start. Okay. Okay. Wow. We're going to give you the last word then on why the rest of us are wrong, because we're having a good time enjoying ourselves. Yeah, so am I. I'm really enjoying it. So the Oilers are four now. <laughs> they won a game last night against Jersey. Arguably, they should not have won. Nope. However, nobody asks how. Ask how many. You put those two points in your pocket and you move on. Milk them. Absolutely. Like a teat. Yes. <laughs> That's what you wanted me to say. I know it. No. Okay. Why are you not positive about the Oilers, even though they're 4-0? Well, no, like I'm it, the 4-0 starts very positive, but to me, like this isn't this doesn't feel a lot different than last year. It's not like they're winning games and it's like, oh man, their bottom six is killing it and all this stuff. It's just more or less like the goaltending's good enough to get them by. Koskinen's been solid, and McDavid and Drysaddle are carrying them. The fact that they've had these comeback wins, you can look at that and go, Yeah, it's great they're showing, you know, they're not giving up. They're showing that kind of compete level and that willingness to Come back late in games. You could also sit there and be like, man, they're losing in all these games, and eventually they're not going to come back. But they're still going. They're, they're not stopping. Nothing's getting them down. With Neil's goals, I think you have to consider that as secondary scoring we didn't get last year. The bottom six is not getting scored on. I think the guys like Haas and the guys with speed out there, they're not being hemmed into their own zone. They're actually doing good on the offensive zone because with that speed, they're tiring out the other team. Our PK is playing looking great. The power play, I I get it's it's unsustainable, but right now you take it when you can get it exactly right. So if the PK is taking a step forward, the power play is taking a step forward. I think the bottom six does look better. I think they're faster. I think the Jade, I think the Jujar Sheehan. I don't know if I, can everybody hear this because I think there might be bombs going off upstairs. Is the wedding dance started upstairs? <laughs> it's a line dance. <laughs> oh, someone, someone's got the polka going on up there. Cotton Eye Joe is playing at the wedding upstairs. The Sheehan, the Sheehan and Caroline, they look really good. And I've said this for a while. Kara down low below the hash marks, you can't get the fucking puck off of him. Yeah, he plays his body positioning so well. Those guys, they're they're making minutes go down in, in the offensive zone. Last night, I remember getting the Connor line got run around in their own end for a bit. 
Yeah, they weren't very good for some The Connor line will game. get going here, and if the rest of the team can keep just doing what they're doing right now, which is relatively average, this team's going to be in the playoffs. Like, the, And this is good enough to get them in the playoffs. The Avalanche basically did this for 82 games last year and went to the second round. Maybe negative isn't the right way to describe how I'm feeling because I am actually like you're happy guarded. that they're 4-0, but I'm nervous. You're I'm just, guarded. You're, being, you're protecting yeah. yourself because you've been disappointed 12 out of the last 13 years. There you go. I get it. But to, to echo what Rick is saying, we've got... Ethan Bear, who has stepped up and is taking on a huge amount of minutes, yeah. and and is doing it better above replacement. He's you've got Parison, who you know is getting more is getting more comfortable as we go. You've got Matt Benning, probably playing some of the best defense he's he's played in the last two three years. It's it's from top down. There's been some positives from every level of it, and these are games that in the last two years we've been losing. Mm. We don't. We roll over and we die when Mike Smith goes and passes the puck twice to an LA King player and yeah. they score the goal. Instead, the guys are coming back. They're resilient. They're scoring the goals that their goalie needs, and our goalie is making the saves that they need to make at the time that they need to be made. You know, yes, Taylor Hall had some great plays in overtime, but also Koskinen stopped two pucks on him. You know, it, it's so. I think that there's. I understand the being guarded. But it's okay to be positive too. Yes, the elephants are marching in upstairs. We uh, we have the full circus coming in. What I like about the comeback wins so far is that I think a lot of teams it takes a little bit of a losing streak in the season to build some grit, to have those eye contact moments like McDavid and Cassian had last night, where you're like, "Come on, like now or never," and we've managed to. Uh, build that grit already this season show that we can be resilient and you know handle some tough waves and we're four and all which is i think fairly rare with those comebacks the thing i want to mention is Ryder, you talked about on the way down to the dungeon here is the city too is just a nicer place when the oilers are winning awesome like the guy that was ordering coffee upstairs yeah he was was jacked up with the oilers he didn't know that we were all about to go into a podcast in a very scary dungeon (laughs) Uh, and was still just like, yeah, no, things are great, man. He wasn't even talking to us, but he was just jacked about the oil. Pretty sure that was the groom, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he probably should be talking about his wife instead. But, yeah, no, it it feels alive. The in sun the is city brighter. We're winning. Yeah. The temperature is higher. Everything is good. There's less road rage out there. We've got the most construction we've ever had in the city of Edmonton, I think. When I feel like even on our text line and whatnot, you just catch a way better vibe. There's, like, less complaints to the station. Callers seem... Like a better mood, and we're not particularly a sports centric station, but there's just a, a vibe in the city. What kind of uh, like just in general better text coming in, or sports specifically? No, like just in general. It just, I mean, it might be that it's the end of the week, Fridays you, uh, before a long weekend. You usually get good vibes, but no, it's just felt like the last couple of weeks we would have had like because even if let's say we have a, a female listener whose boyfriend's addicted to the Oilers. <laughs> And he goes to bed grumpy and gets up grumpy and she has to deal with his shit. And then uh, she listens to our show and we're, whatever, complaining about something. She's going to be angry. She's been dealing and surrounded with anger. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or just poutiness. Whereas now it's just, it feels like every conversation I'm having with people, unless it gets political, is very positive right now. (laughs) It's fun. It's fun to think about how a sport that none of us really have anything to do with can turn us all into giant piss babies. Yeah. When the Oilers are bad upstairs, we are so annoying to deal with. Well, and you can tell by the way you guys write and stuff too. You just <laughs> seem like cranky. What did you call it? Piss we're, babies. We're piss babies. <laughs> yeah. We're all curmudgeons. Nick? And all the comments underneath are piss babies too. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. 
just to touch kind of on what Tyler's talking about with um, what you call guarded optimism, Dan. Uh, I'm going to be this guy. Rick kind of talked about it before we started recording, but the five-on-five five scoring is a little concerning for the Oilers to start mm-hmm. to start the year off. Uh, 29th right now in five-on-five five Corsi. Now, take that with a grain of salt because it is four or five games in, and the Tampa Bay Lightning are 30th. Right, so yeah, like I'll, it's four games. I know, but it, but it, it, but to to I'm I'm trying to support your your point here. Tyler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to back nah, you up, buddy. I'm shitting on you. I know. That, what else is new? Um, all I'm all I'm saying though is the two things that we talked about going into the year that the Oilers had to improve on: goal differential is up plus six, and their power, their penalty kill and their power player both top five. Again, not sustainable, yeah. but little things that this team has struggled with over the past you know, whatever decade plus are. Trending in the right direction. Yeah. Now, the 5-on-5 five five has to improve, but... It'll get hot. Exactly. you got to hope that that sort of balances out. But, I mean, it, it is something to look at. Um, uh, the other thing I want to add, me and Nick Laus made uh, two very bold predictions before the season started. Nick said a top 10 PK. I said 30 goals for Zach Cassian, and they're both looking good. I also made a bold prediction. Ryder put out a little uh, a little bet for what the city of Edmonton, I guess. Yeah, it was a just a beer bet on Twitter. Yeah. My boss tried to shut it down because he said it looked too much like a pyramid scheme. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's walk fair. us through it. But the deal was, you pick the winning team in the cup and who they'll beat in the final. And if you're right, I'll deliver a case of beer to your house. But if I'm right, anybody who makes a guess has to deliver beer to the radio station, which is where the pyramid comes in. Right. So it's either I'm going to be dishing out maybe a case of beer or two. I think it's right? 56 responses. Right. And, but if I, by chance, am right, yeah. I have beer for, you know, two weeks. My two teams, <laughs> though, just as a sidebar, my two teams is the Oilers over Carolina, who are the top two teams yeah. in the league right now. So, you know. When you said uh, you should bring that beer now, I, yes. I thought you meant just we're celebrating the 4 0 win. That's well, why hey. I responded and said. Yeah, I was confused by your response, but hey. Have I'm a beer per win. And Thank then you. I saw your second tweet, yes. and I was like, oh, that's what he meant. Whatever. Yeah, fair enough. No, I like it. It's uh, It was beautiful. Thank you for bringing the beer. You know what else is beautiful, Dan? Our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant they out are. in Sherwood Park, Alberta. Go ahead and follow them on Twitter at Sherwood Ford and on Instagram at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant. As Dan mentioned, they are taking food donations right now. Tell us about us, Dan. Well, yes. So we are fight. We are trying to scare hunger away from the Strathcona Food Bank. And so they're going to be accepting donations. And I believe they're matching them um, as we go along through the month of October. And just one other note I wanted to make. Uh, the Nation Truck. If you see the Nation Truck out there on the streets and you take a photo of it, you tag us, you tag Sherwood Ford, and you put the hashtag Nation Truck, you're entered to win a $100 gift card from uh, from our friends at Sherwood Ford. And just a small little note there, too. Uh, we put up a post about it yesterday, but there was a, a family uh, who who had lost their, their grandfather, actually. had just passed away before the season started. And they saw Jay in the Nation Truck at the funeral where they were all wearing McDavid jerseys in honor of their grandfather. And they lost their minds. They were so excited to see the nation truck. It's just neat to see that nation truck and the power and excitement that it has speaking to, you know, the excitement around the city. So thanks to Sherwood Ford for that. And remember to take a photo of them and be entered to win a $100 gas card every month from our friends at Sherwood Ford. And if you see Jay driving around like a fool, I want to know about that too. Rat him out. I know snitches tend to get stitches, but in this case, I want to make fun of Jay for being a bad driver. Truck looked a little dirty when I walked in today, too. It's by true. The way. He hasn't washed that in a while. Like, seriously, can we get him, like, a wash card or something like that? Somebody want to come down with a, a bucket of soapy water and, and a sponge or something? This thing needs to be clean. 
I want to go. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say he will claim that the construction of the city is what's killing him. I will claim that he's lazy. <laughs> wash it every day. What do you think about that, Jay? You said you had like a $3 wash system or something like that. I want to see it. It's a $3 system at the coin wash. I've tried this. It does not work. What's the system? He three bucks. That's all he does. He uses the three bucks. So he jumps on the uh, the water and the soap combined right yeah, away. That's there is no do. rinsing. No. He gets into the soapy water right yeah. away. I think he brings out the, the soapy brush afterwards. The foam brush. And then the third dollar has to be a, a quick rinse. I honest I, I need to see this. He can do it on the nation truck? I need yeah. I need to see this because I I went in there. I have a I have a Jeep Wrangler. It's not as big as the truck. And I tried doing a three dollar wash. I didn't get it done. He it, said it was because I waited too long. Maybe a Mazda Miata, you'd be able to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going here. on here, but this three dollar <laughs> wash thing, um, I'm gonna call bullshit. Maybe that's why the truck is so dirty right now. Is that his three dollar wash right. ended halfway through? <laughs> yeah, as soon as the three bucks is up, he's like, and I'm done. Mustache still foam on it. I want to go back to last night's game against New Jersey for a second because, as I mentioned earlier, I think that was a game that the Oilers were lucky to win based on how they played and how Jersey played. The biggest surprise for me was actually Connor's tying goal at the end of the game. The fact that that actually went our way. Yep. A little bit surprising, right, Tyler? Yeah, I got a lot of shit today on the radio because people were like, Drumtrick's being fucking negative. Get him out of here, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, one, in years past... No, that, you. Yeah. In years past, the Oilers probably don't get that call. But also, if that was flipped, and if that goal counted on the Oilers, we would all be pretty pissed off. Of course. Like, there's been a handful of penalty calls and stuff this year that have gone the Oilers' way that I've been happy about. But that, man, if that was reversed, Oilers Nation, the comment section, would have been fired up with the whole fucking conspiracy. They go to review it in Toronto, and Toronto wants to screw us. I would also argue that the third goal for Jersey was goaltender interference. I would argue that as well. Yeah, I would counter with that. I don't know why we didn't review it. We didn't didn't, uh, mention that at all to the referees. Especially the way that goalie interference calls go. But um, I I thought that tying goal, I don't... I can see why it counted, and it was a goal on the ice, so there had to be significant evidence to overturn it. But, man, that was a 50-50 call that went the Oilers' way. Why do you I, think they went and reviewed that for the Oilers' goal? I don't what know. Do you review? There's nothing to review at that point, right? Because the ref easily could have said, I meant to blow the whistle, as we've seen 100 times in the last intent, couple of years. Intent to blow. Yeah, and then plays over. And he usually uses that to tell the coach, like, I'm not challenging. I we, We're not going to look at this because I was going to blow the whistle. Yeah. He blew the whistle, didn't make a call behind the net. Talked to the guys, skated out. Then he called a goal. At that point, I knew it had to be a goal because there was no way. There was nothing to review at this point. There was There is no reviewing like, hey, when did the whistle go? You can just say, I meant to blow the whistle. So yeah, I don't I'm know why. Sure I don't know if he just went over there and said, hey, guys, uh, we're just going to sit here for a couple minutes to you know, make it look like we're reviewing this something. But it has to be a goal based on all the precedents and the rules we have. The NHL issued its ruling on that goal, and I'm going to read it to you guys. I'm not nearly smart enough to understand what the fuck they're talking about here. So, Tyler, put your lawyer cap on. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read this to you, and you're going to explain it to me, okay? It was confirmed that Connor McDavid's shot completely crossed the New Jersey goal line as the culmination of a continuous play where the result was unaffected by the whistle. The decision was made in accordance with Rule 37.3, which outlines goal situations subject to video review, such as a puck entering the net as the culmination of a continuous play where the result of the play was unaffected by any whistle blown by the referee upon losing sight of the puck. Explain. So I think what they might have been reviewing then after hearing that is whether or not Blackwood at any point had the puck covered at a point where a whistle would have been 
the proper it would have been the proper time to blow the whistle or if right. any other other players would have given up on the play yes. because of the yeah. whistle yeah the reaction there was no reaction to the whistle that right. stopped the play so from happening basically what the ref is kind of saying in the moment was yes i blew the whistle but i blew it too early and the story of my life you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay go ahead um, fuck, and I just totally <laughs> lost my train of thought. Um, I don't know. The ref didn't, shouldn't have blown the whistle early, and he basically looked at it and was like, ah, fuck, I screwed up, so then he changed the call. You I don't know. What's really I'm funny, though, is how well, Taylor Hall's reaction was when he got interviewed in, in the uh, dressing room. He was actually on the side of the Oilers in this case. Maybe he forgot what team he's on. Right? No, the dude, like, I'm telling you, he was like, because you should have said, no, like, the whistle went, but whatever, just stand up for your side and say, whatever, I don't care, nothing, just no goal. But he's like, oh, I understand where they're coming, and said that exact thing, I understand where they're coming from, and, you, you know, you could still see the puck, and I kind of get why they call it a goal. Like, if that's not a guy who's got a, you know, little crack in the door to come home, come no. on. Yeah. No. That dude is not going to be a devil next year, let's just say that. Do you think that McDavid's finally getting like golden boy yes. clout? Yes, that's that's a, great that's a great point. point. Like if you if you, Cassian stuffs that goal in, I, yeah. I don't think it counts. I think the refs like, oh, he probably moved the goalie. Like, well, yeah, we've seen it this season already. McDavid's drawn more penalties right. than he ever has in the past. Last it's year was like after a month, Warren Fogel had drawn more penalties than McDavid, and well, finally this year, like there's a lot of calls where McDavid's getting his way, and it's fucking awesome to see. Like. That's the shit that can be the difference between you making the playoffs and not as an extra power play a game. It kind of feels like Edmonton has shifted into that. Even just the team has shifted into that respect level of maybe the referees where they're they're going to tinge towards the Oilers, which is phenomenal to think about even just for a moment. But but yeah, like because we who were we playing the Kings? The Kings were always a team where you know the 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 referees would err on the side of L.A. and. Boy, how have they not done that? And it, the best part about that game, if I remember correctly, the first three penalties or two of the first three penalties of the game for the Kings went to Doughty, Kopitar, Carter. Three guys who could, uh, like them and Ryan Kessler, got away with murder for the last like five years against Edmonton. They could never do anything wrong. Hey, Nick, want to pass us all a beer, please? All Fresh beer is coming around. Why Another reason that the Oilers Ryder are obviously... slams his. He's like, oh, shit, there's more coming. <laughs> Morning host, man. You can't drink with us. I, I got the next three and a half days off. Uh, Good nice. for you. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say, radio people drink more than, like, they, you can go at, at the radio station I work at in three different rooms and have a fridge with beer in it. I'm good. Thanks, Nick. I have to work tonight. He says as he turns down. Radio, radio games. Guys too. are hardcore. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm just going to have good. my juice. I'm going to be responsible. <laughs> Being responsible is no fun. You know, if I didn't work tonight, I'd have another one. But what are you doing? Uh, University of Alberta Golden Bears hockey with oh, Dustin right. Nielsen, the host of Two Guys and a Goalie. Wow. Another thing I want to talk about is obviously the four or no record is big. It's huge. The Oilers haven't done it since 2008, 2009, which don't look up how that season went, by the way. Just like <laughs> enjoy the start for what it was. That was the happy Boolean year. Was it? It seems right. It's got to be like the yeah, math. He, he went nuts in the first little bit. Mm-hmm. And then he went nuts in the later part as well. But, it, you know, <laughs> Different kind of nuts. Uh, you know, we got to talk about James Neal. 
How can we not talk about James Neal? Last year with the Flames, he had seven goals in 63 games, and this year he's got seven and four with the Oilers. This is a heater that no one has ever seen before in this franchise. In fact, James Neal's seven goals in his first four games of the season is an Oilers franchise record, surpassing the previous mark of six held by Wayne Gretzky and Glenn Anderson. Never heard of him. James Neal, the real steal, James Neal. Unbelievable. Ryder, I want to ask you about James Neal for Milan Lucic. A lot of people, in fact, I was doing my cruise hit on Wednesday. Grant Johnson said that all of us nation folk are being annoying with how much we're talking about James Neal. What are your thoughts on this? I think other fan bases got so used to us pouting that they don't know what it feels like for even us to just be like level and not pouting. They're like, what are these Oiler fans are so annoying. Oh, I, I mean... You, this is a ridiculous start for a guy. If we're good, I'm going to be horrible. I'm going to be insufferable. Um, people are not going to like me. But like when Oil, when the Oilers are bad, no one is more negative and pissed off at them than Oilers fans. Like right. no one, no one hates the Oilers more than the Oil, more than Oilers fans when the Oilers are bad. If that makes sense, I've you said s- it a million times. Like nobody can make fun of the Oilers better than Oilers fans. So if you're going to come in and say, "Well, well you guys had so many first overall picks," we know. Yeah, we got it. We got banners and shit made. We're throwing parties for it, bro. We yeah. get it. Yeah, no, Neil, uh, I mean, when you're playing on a power play with who he's playing on a power play with, we really just needed a guy who would stand there and let it bounce off of him and go in, which is sad that we hadn't found another guy that could do that yet. So, uh, But he's just showing, I think, how easy it is to play with the guys around him, too. Even in the game where he had four goals, though, he scored a couple from way off to the side on his off wing, and just kind of, he puts the puck on net. He puts the puck on net. That's all we need. We need a shooter. We just need someone who's going to shoot. Shoot, 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 shoot. And the other goal, he stood there in front of the net and, and deflected it. And he was, the greatest part about that is he put his skate behind his stick, so if that thing missed his stick, it was yeah. going to go off his skate and in, too. Even um, last night, like, his goal last night, Guy's so hot, he is stealing goals away from Ryan Nugent Hopkins. It's the thick shaft. That's what got it. It was a thick shaft. Nuge shot and went off his thick shaft into the net. You're All suggesting right. a girthy route? Perhaps. <laughs> Unfor- I mean, fortunately for James Neal, Nuge is such a gracious human being that he has no problem giving up goals. It was a cool little moment, though, because you could see Neal celebrating as a goal scorer does, but then he let Nuge take the, the front handshake, so that's why the or front high fives. So that's why the Oilers broadcast was like, did Nuge get it or did Neil get it? As a play-by-play guy, James Neal, if you tipped that puck, please fucking be first in the flyby. Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> no, man. you got If you scored the goal, you lead the flyby. None of this cute shit, James Neal. Uh, that's I, friendship, you know man. I'm mad at James Neal now. You know what kind of ship doesn't <laughs> sink? Friendship. Thank you. I just want to point out, uh, 0809, it was actually Dwayne Rolson who was the goaltender for the Oilers that year. Ah, uh, really? Um, he played 63 games. Uh, Who's the other goalie that year? Uh, Mathieu Garon and oh, yeah. Jeff Delorier. Oh. Rouen Delorier. Uh, here it just says Jeff Delorier on Wikipedia. Wow. Got rid of the Drew. Um, yeah, Rolson actually set four records that year for the Oilers. Go ahead. Uh, oil, oil, oldest goaltender to play over 60 games. Mm. Uh, oldest, uh, or sorry, most consecutive starts by Dwayne Rolison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a hell of a record. A hell of a record. <laughs> and... Uh, and just uh, most starts by an Oilers goalie. 36 starts in a row. Consecutive starts. And the most by Dwayne Rolson. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, hey, man, I'm just reading the Wikipedia page. Um, well, it's, it's sourced by everybody. You know it has to be true. Uh, yeah, so there you go. No Happy Bullion. Happy Bullion was the next year. Uh, unlucky. 
Unlucky. Uh, I think we kind of have to compare James Neal and Milan Lucic, right? At least I have to. I see. I'm like I I, I agree, bag milk. We got to talk about it, but uh, but I think we can now just be happy with James <laughs> Neal after this. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm going. I've got a whole bit planned for the entire year yes, that I'm do. going to keep grinding them down. If you haven't followed me on social media, you should. What the fuck's wrong with you? I'm going to send a thank you card to the Flames head office every time James Neal scores. So today we're going to start filling a, lo- a couple of these out. We have seven to do. I've got my first one lined up. It is a nice little haiku I wrote here just for the Calgary Flames. Count the syllables if you like, Tyler. Okay. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. How did they go? Is it five, seven, five? Good for you. The real deal, James Neal. Yeah. Good. Stolen from the godless Flames. Tyler's counting. Yeah. Fill the net, daddy. <laughs> yeah, if you say daddy is two, daddy's two syllables. Fill the net, dad wouldn't have worked. No. <laughs> and that's no. something yeah. hopefully you'd never say. <laughs> Come on, dad, fill the net. <laughs> Ryder fits in just fine at this table. So there is, uh, thank you card net, number dad. one. <laughs> so, if you're a dad out there and you want to fill the net, but you know what? You do you. Ryder's not judging you. He's just judging you. Hey, Dad, me. are you going to fill the net tonight? <laughs> oh. Oh. In four games, James Neal has four, uh, seven goals, 15 shots, an amazing sustainable 46.7 <laughs> shooting percentage. I can't stop laughing and fill the net, Dad. <laughs> On the flip side, former friend Milan Lushish has not one shot net, in four games. That's 15 he, shots versus one. He took subtle jabs at us on his way out of town. So if, I think if this not year... Not so subtle jabs, by well, the way. Well, there were subtle ones and there were not so subtle ones. Yep. But if Oilers fans want to go at him this year, I say for this year, fucking go. Well, like I was saying with James Neal, like just to play with those guys and be ready and be a natural goal scorer, he's getting the job done. Uh, Lucic at times when he was playing with the big guys would look like he's playing with his stick upside down. Like oh no doubt. great uh, point. Like you would miss the puck completely with his stick. He wouldn't touch it, and you're like, all you had to do was push it in the net. There, <laughs> yeah, he was in the slot one time in Calgary this season, and he missed the net by about three feet. He had got the puck wide open by himself, and he shoveled it to the left of the net. So it's yeah, it's it's absolutely it's tough to watch. Neil's in the exact same spots that Lucic was, right? And he's putting the puck in the net. Yeah. So it's yeah, I get it. Like I like I said, it, it. I just I'm I'm so happy that we have James Neal, and we don't have to be the guys that are you know trying to sell the fact that oh Lucic is going to fight. So that that makes it a worthwhile deal to have a six million dollar guy when Michael Haley signed a seven hundred thousand dollar contract. You could have went out and got like Ryan Reeves for two mil. Like at, at what point do you think the Calgary fans stop trying to defend the trade? Well, that's a great question because we've done this rodeo song and dance for the last three years. Year one, it worked. Year two, uh, <laughs> year three, oh boy, things are not good. And it's going to be interesting to see when that pendulum swings the other way. Well, and to your point too, Bag Milk, like year one included playoffs. And that's when Lucic really was like Lucic. That's when we were excited to have Milan on the mm-hmm. team. Even that, even that season wasn't like barn doors blown off or anything. But now, twenty goals, fifty three points, is successful it's not, season. It's not bad, yeah, no, for sure. But and so I think that's what Calgary's hoping for, praying for, is that they can they can get into the playoffs and then he shows up. That's their big thing. You know what the equivalent, the Oilers fan equivalent of defending the Lucic thing for Calgary? 
people are still defending Adam Larson for Taylor Hall, man. Oh yeah. We're going to skip right? ahead like, to that's it. We're going to skip ahead to that point. But first, I want to thank our friends at SkipTheDishes.ca for being a part of this. Again, Skip the Dishes. This is the third week in a row that I'm going to plead with you to contact Arby's head office and get them on your fine platform. People like Rick and myself, we are happy to drive to an Arby's, but I would rather support a podcast sponsor, SkipTheDishes.ca, and have them meats brought to my door. Have you seen those new sandwiches? That's what I'm saying. Come man. on. Like, sat, so I know... Our, I've told you this before. I know which one opens up. It says 10.30 online. I got there at like 10.25 once, and that thing was open already. I will be In the morning. S- yes, sir. 10.25 at an Arby's. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I think they, they, they may have opened buddy. at 10. So I'm on, on football Sunday, I like to have my food. I want to be on the couch by 11, and that's it. I don't want to do anything else. So I go out and get my food, whether I'm going to cook it, that's whatever. Right. I'm going to do some ribs. They're in the oven by like 9 o'clock in the morning. I've never had a beef and cheddar for breakfast. Oh, are you buddy, an Arby's okay, guy? Are you, you know an Arby's what? guy? I, I am an Arby's guy. Okay. I sent back milk a little message there a couple weeks ago. I went, and this is when I found the one between 170 and 178. I think 101st F. That's my hood, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, my, that's, that's, my, that's my home court. Four beef and cheddars and a chicken sandwich. I killed those in less than an hour. They're all gone by 1130. Oof. Could you imagine how many beef and cheddars you'd be able to have if they were on skipthedishes.ca? I may have to just send them like every third paycheck. That's what I'm saying. Please skip the dishes. We need you. You would have one driver on rotation, just like rolling through every hour and a half on Sundays. The guy would be like, Rick, got a fresh one. You'd give him a key to your house apartment. I don't know where you live. One more quick Arby's question. Have you ever tried one of the strudels with the soft ice cream on it? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So good. Follow up the beef and cheddar with one of those. They've got the meats and they got the treats. (laughs) (laughs) That's their new slogan. It should be. Is it actually? No, no, but, but it, it should, should be. be. Okay, we get the meats and we got the treats. <laughs> yeah. I want to go ahead and also mention our friends at Mary Browns for Ryder popping in on the show today. Big Mary Mondays is when their hero chicken sandwich is available. A whole Canadian grade A chicken breast cooked golden brown and served on a sesame seed bun with cool mayo and crisp lettuce for only three Ninety-nine plus tax. I was also on their website today getting all this great product info Humble from them. Break. And they have a... Yeah, I have the internet. Good for you. <laughs> and and access to a printer. Congratulations. Um, they, have a coupon, they have a coupon on their website and it's like $4.99 or $3.99. Gets you two chicken sandwiches and they look good. It's with their... Unreal. Well, of course they look the good. Chi- the chicken there is great. So like put that in a wrap and it's awesome. Perhaps it's a sandwich or a wrap? Oh, sorry. It's a, sa- it's a wrap. It's a wrap, <sighs> not a sandwich. Sorry, two two chicken wraps. Mary Brown truth throw over here. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Poor Tyler. Tyler's having himself a day. <laughs> Thank you, Mary Browns. Very cool. If you were listening to this right now, please send Tyler pictures of broken teeth and also motivational, motivational posters. <laughs> he loves both of those things. And if you could go ahead and do him a favor to improve his life as the weekend continues into Thanksgiving, that'd be wonderful. His social media is at Tyler Yaremchuk on Twitter and at Taylor Yamchuk on Instagram. Well, and the other thing that's making me mad is I can't drink at the season opening party tomorrow. Well, you got to work tomorrow too? Well, I got to work. I'll come. I'll come for a bit. Yeah. yeah. But I got to work in the morning. I have to work too. I know, but I well, just let me get my double I also story. work tonight. Me too. Adam on my second. <laughs> okay, well, you work at a bar. Like, it's not the same. <laughs> I like that it took you a while so to get to there. Though. I, it was good. I, I got to host a show tomorrow morning and do the pregame show, help do the pregame show with Handsome Tom. And then I'll come <gasps> to uh, the season opening party at the Lewis Estates Brewers. But then I have Thanksgiving with my girlfriend's family 
and I feel like I can't show up Kay. bomb to that. Here's 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 some what advice is your child from. Uh, I'm a single guy. I'm gonna take some advice from our guest rider as well. I think there's no better time to show up shitbag wasted to your girlfriend's house than Thanksgiving. Don't give them the highlight reel version of yourself. Show them what it's really like. Also, uh, there's this is a great long weekend because there's lots of wine and lots of turkey and not a lot of church if her family's into that. Whereas yeah. like Easter, you, yeah. you can't get wasted or be hungover. You got church every three hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I, see, and I still feel like it's a little bit too early in the relationship for me to be hitting this and you be like... You have a son. I don't have a child. That's my niece. Um, I feel like it's too early for me to show up and like laugh and be like, ah, I had a little bit too much to drink at that season only party. Because I know if I go, I can't be a one beer or two, three beers type of thing. It's going to be like get gunned at the season opening party. But I feel like they would respect that they are work-related beers. Yes. You were forced like to you drink Like you were working. Them. I don't think they're the kind of people that would respect the that. House. Mm. A man of his career. Yeah, yes. you're a career guy. You're a company man. <laughs> Earlier, you mentioned Adam Larson. Yep. And I have a question. Okay. If this defense holds itself together moving forward without him. The answer is no. Does it make Adam Larson expendable? No. No. Um, you don't want to lose the veteran piece of this operation here. I think a right shot D-man comes available, and I think it's probably Matt Benning because he's being squeezed out by guys like Joel Pearson and Ethan Bear and soon to be Evan Bouchard as well. I think Matt Benning is the piece that you probably move, especially because like if you could subtract that $2 million cap hit, maybe you find someone to take Grandland. All of a sudden at the deadline, if you're still in a hunt, in the hunt, which I believe they will be, you could be in a position where you can add a forward then and have the money to do it. So I don't, I wouldn't make Larson expendable. I still think they need him when he's healthy, but I, I would say that I think Benning might be the odd man out. You're referring to this season, though. Yeah. Oh, okay, because I, I was thinking the same thing, but if Parrison does what he's been doing right now and Bear is doing what he's doing, I think at the end of this, at the end of the season, then is when you kind of look at moving Larson, if that's, if that's what you guys want to do. I think you want him. What do you want to do? I I love the guy. The guy. You need a veteran piece on that blue line. You can't just for run. the playoffs. But what about starting this year, this time next year? You would still need a veteran guy, man. Like okay, but you've got uh, uh, Clef, Daryl, Nurse. Well, your left side, yeah. But I still think I still want a veteran righty who you can just trust and throw this, out in shit minutes. This time next year, yes. You I still, still think want you to need move it in the summertime. I still think you need it. Okay, well I'll tell you that. You know who the guy you move right now? Chase on. Yeah, but sorry. he's not a right shot defenseman. No, but he's still he gets you know he, he no, opens up attitude. he opens up your he opens up your cap space though he opens up your cap space. Yeah. I don't I don't see how he's going to break the top twelve right now. He's not going to he's not going to get offensive minutes. He's not killing penalties. He's, he's not fast vet. enough. Is a team like Pittsburgh a possibility for a place to land for Chason? Now we're talking. They owe us anyways because we gave him uh, John Mourinho and Jolts, huh? Marino's looking incredible, but they owe us a little bit. Yeah, take Chase on. I just want draft picks. That gives a little more space to open up and have I don't a know little... if Pittsburgh has the room to do that, though. Ryder, do you think a guy like Larson should be wary of his job if kids like Ethan Bear, Joel Pearson, Matt Benning can do the job without him? Uh, I think he's proven to be in there, whereas the other three are gambles. So, no, I wouldn't gamble on that. I wouldn't gamble on two out of those three becoming... Full-time, for sure, solidified NHLers, and we know we have one already with Larson. I think this is a huge grain of salt, that we're looking at a four-game yeah. sample size. Of course. But if but if Bear and Pearson maintain the levels that they're at right, right now, I think we have we have the ability to make that move. It, it depends on the return, of course, and everything, but we're talking hypothetical here. We're talking Coombs hypothetical. Yeah. 
level of stuff where I think it's okay that you you shed that we four million dollars. You shed that four million dollars of salary and you go out and you find another guy that, you know, maybe maybe is your second line right winger going forward. Oh man, I'd just be so hesitant that one of those young guys would hit a snag and I know that they're playing good right now without Larson in the lineup, but it's a four-game sample size, and I, I like the point rider. But, and I, I'm just referring to I, I would not do it this year because you want them for the playoffs because I still believe we're going. Good for you. Um, next summer, though, is when I, I would consider it because at the end of the day, you're going to be left with the exact same issue we have right now on the left side where you have a $4 million third-pairing defenseman. But that's okay if your top four is on, on the right side oh. is on ELCs because yeah, it's that, still and affordable. That's fine. It's, so. In the summer, you'd move Benning. If things keep going the way they are right now, uh, you'd be okay with going uh, Bear, Pearson, and Larson as your as your righties next year? Yeah, or Bear, Bouchard, Larson. Okay, yeah, and that's fair. Yeah, Bouchard, whoever put in there. Whatever. Is there any way it's Bear, Pearson, and Bouchard? I mean, we're just talking right now. Certainly a way, yeah. Um, the other thing, too, like, you got to remember, a lot of money opens up this summer. And you'd also be hoping that with one year left, you can move Chris Russell. Um, well, I think Russell's gone... This spring, if not this summer, like yeah, trade yeah. deadline time, I guarantee, like whether it be Lajeson or or uh, Caleb Jones, one of them is going to be pushing the envelope. Yeah, come Christmas, and you're going to have to be forced. We're going to have the luxury of being able to move a Russell at that point. Well, and and that's that's kind of where I was going with it as well. Is in the summer, I don't want to move both of Russell and Larson because again, like you you don't want to get into a spot where you have a guy hurt next year or something, and then you're getting thin again. You have the depth, so keep some depth. Like, if, whatever, if Pearson's your seven next year because you kept Larson, I'm okay with that. And if on the left side, your third-pairing D-man's Jones because you moved out Russell, I prefer that than moving Larson. I know the value's different and all that, but I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm, I'd be too hesitant. I'm a hard no on moving Larson. Sign the ticket, send it into the management. We're all on board. Get Russell out. We'll roll with Larson. Yeah, like, there you Done. go. Like, if you're going to move a vet, you try to move Russell. And unless some team blows the doors off with an offer for Larson, kind of like what New Jersey got for him, then you're probably not moving him. James Neal, thank you card number two from myself. Ryder, I encourage you to write one out. Dan is working on one as well. Oh, James, can I do one? Of course you can, my friend. Here's one for you. If we all do it at the same time, though, it'll just be quiet. It'll be yeah, really well, quiet. That's I okay. Can I can we'll, hold our, we'll hold the microphones right by the marker so you can hear things being done. Here I've got James Neal goal. Number two, thank you card for the Calgary Flames. I am saying you are the sunshine of my life. Thank you for making my life beautiful again. Thank so, you for James Neal. I love you. I'm not technically filling one out per se right now, but mine would be something along the lines of, so it's like a, it's very Oilers Nation-y. It's going to say, sorry about the shovel. We brought it back. We the brought red the one? Oh, yeah. Remember and what we did we do with it? No. We swapped it for the good one. Well, yeah. Okay, sorry about the shovel. <laughs> we'll bring one down in January. Right. Thank you for Mr. Neal. Hope the penalties work out for you guys. I just want to go ahead and say that Cameron Lewis is responsible for the shovel and try and get him. And I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm not very sorry about the penalty minutes. I hope they kill you guys. The try extradition laws from Northern Ireland are not good for Calgary. I've Dan, you've got a thank you card. What have you got for so, goal number three? So this will take you back to the 1990s, I think. Dido? Oh, nice. Does anybody remember? Oh, the Eminem? Said, all the things you said running through my head. No, no that's, that's tattoos. That's tattoos. That's, that's, letters. that's a very different Dido very was different in uh, that Eminem song. Stan. Yeah. So this is, I want to thank you for giving me one of the best trades of my life. Mm. Oh, I like that. Ah, that's good. That's good. That's very nice. Ryder's working away. Tyler's working away. 
looking at the Oilers schedule coming up tomorrow, we have our season launch party at the brew house in Lewis estates. Tickets are still available. We have got a dope ass party t-shirt for this year. You're going to want to get one. Tickets are only 15 bucks. We're raising money for the Stollery. They are playing the Rangers on Monday. They are playing the Blackhawks and they come home for a pair of games. One against Philly, one against Detroit on Friday, and then they finish up in Winnipeg on Sunday, which means flight to Fargo, North Dakota, long bus ride into town. Boys, get your rest on Saturday night because it is a long bus ride into Winnipeg on Sunday. Aren't all those teams you just mentioned relative uh, playoff bubble teams? Chicago, well, Philly, that's what, that's what I want to ask. Like, I not want to get ahead of myself here, but I kind of do. We can do some serious damage before, you know, I we have Washington here in a Thursday in like two weeks. We can do some serious damage if these guys keep doing what they're doing right now. If you're in the playoff hunt, though, you're sitting there and going every game is winnable. Of the first today's NHL, way. right? It has to be that way. Of the first eight matchups, only one of the teams, the Islanders, has been in the playoffs. I think that's what the, the numbers are. And they're not looking the good this year. year so. And we thrashed them. And we got to be excited. We just have some points in the pocket right now. Yep. Like... What we're doing right now is just getting ahead of the uh, getting ahead of like the course we're supposed to be taking. I'm jacked up. Like the, we have, we got room to play right now. We have we have room for a, and I don't want to say it. We have room for a bad game or two. Um, this is my Tyler has got goal number four <laughs> or this five. Is my thank you. Whatever we got. Thank you card for James Neal coming yeah. from Tyler Uremchuk. In case you haven't noticed, we're sending your organization a card for every goal James Neal scores. Please don't return the favor and send us one for every penalty that Lucic takes. Best wishes. Nice. Oh, that's nice. Good for you. That's really good. Best wishes in there too. That's, that's practical. Good. That's good. That's practical. Best wishes. Best wishes. Yeah, I'm ready. Best wishes. We have Ryder over on the end of the table with his thank you card for James Neal. Ryder, my a, friend, go ahead. It's a lengthy poem. <clears throat> Please. If you guys could just do this afterwards. Of if course, you like yes. It. Okay. All right. Thank you for taking Lucic off our hands. We'll throw in our other stadium if we can. Good luck with big boy Milan. Suck on it, Flames fans. Oh. Ooh. Thanks. There you go. Very nice. That's really nice. Very that nice. is really, and really I'm sure nice. the snapping sounded good Did you practice, did you practice that? Is this, it was this in the, in the, in the holster before? Or did you come up with it on the spot? Just on the spot. Took you're a an artist. You're an artist. You you're an artist. That's what happens when you do Flower Shop Friday every week, Holy. you know? You this learn guy. how to write poetry. You get used to it. Of course, you can listen to this kind of poetry on Power Mornings with Ryder and Lisa from 5.30 to 9 on Power 107. This guy coming in hot with a poem. Uh, another thing I want to mention is, Ryder, you're not just here for your health. You are here to talk about the media challenge that you were taking a part of on October 16th at the ATB Financial Arts Barn, Westbury Theater. Mm-hmm. Tickets are available for tick at ticksonthesquare.ca. Tell us about this event. I think there's only like six tech tickets left. Nice. So, nice. Uh, it is a competition with, I think there's 10 media personalities, radio, TV, newspaper. Is there still newspaper left? Uh <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean no to start oh, okay. by <laughs> crickets. There we no, go. No, I just meant was there any competitors in newspaper that are left in the competition? And is I don't think there Dave is. Dave Breckenridge doing that still? Yes. Okay, there you go. Pitch. Newspaper guy. All right, so he is pitch. still in it. So you are going up and doing some stand up. Yeah, that's right. So it's a five minute set. Uh, last year I did it and I just like went Crushed up there it. for the Crushed first time. Oh, did I? Thank I was you. there, man. I, I was, you were shafted in the voting. Wow. There was, thank there you. was some politics going on behind the scenes. I uh, never tried it before, so that was just uh, first off. So this year, I decided to like, you know, commit a little time. So I've been out uh, the last few nights hitting the local comedy scene in town and trying my set. 
And I just want to give a shout out to the local comedians in this city. I thought I was going to be dealing with some egomaniacs that are pissed off that this radio guy gets a five minute set on like some of the better comedy nights in town, but they've all been awesome and some supportive and thrown suggestions my way about like what to do with my hands because I just had them in my pocket. <laughs> like uh, just really uh, cool people all around, including Sterling Scott. I want to give him a shout out who he sent me up with a bunch of gigs. He just won the San Francisco Comedy Festival, which is apparently the hardest comedy festival to win in North America. So big ups to him. He's an Edmonton boy. Uh, but yeah, so I've been doing a few sets. The first one did not go good at all. There was only two people there and neither of them liked me. Oh, no. So it was Really? Horrible. Where was it? Uh, was it, a, I guess, was it a comedy club or were you at like no, a restaurant or it something? It was like a pub. Okay. Yeah. And well, there was also the other comedians, but they're so busy like writing and like thinking about their sets that it was bad. So I lost a lot of confidence there. But last night was awesome. I did Black Dog, uh, the underground comedy night that they do. And it was packed with people laughing their asses off. And the other comedians felt the vibe too. So the room was just lit by the time I got on stage. So. Like you're a guy that's used to talking into a microphone, but is it a completely different experience when you're up in front of a bunch of people trying out jokes that came out of the top of your head that you're trying to work through? Totally. Like uh, knowing what to do with my hands, for instance, like I, and often I've like emceed a ton of events, but usually there's a podium and then there's somebody to throw it to. So if a, bo a, a joke bombs, you're like, okay, and over to you with the bridesmaid speech or whatever. Right. Whereas this, you're just kind of out there on a limb, and if it doesn't hit, you got to be ready to rumble with that, you know, next tee up for a joke. It's it's pretty stressful. But I know last year they they were supporting Free Footy. Is that is that who they're doing? Yeah, this they've year? got another charity cool. involved, and I think it might be the same one. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so it should be good. It totally is a different beast, though, having people like look at you. I've even noticed that, like, when I do like an event at the brew house with like twenty people there, and I like crack a joke, and like you can tell no one's really paying attention to you. You're just kind of like, oh fuck, this is the worst thing ever. Whereas on the radio, you say a shitty joke, and it's like, well, commercial. Well, song I always next, think right? people think I'm funny when I'm on the radio. Me too. Like I think I nailed it every time, and I know there's a lot of radio people that are like in their own head. They never think they've done good enough. I'm very content with my product most of the time because I always have just assumed the best. But then you get out there in front of people, you're like, oh, they really don't Real like that joke. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I know uh, your co-host, Lisa, is also participating in this as well. Are yeah. you two competitive at all or are you supportive of each other? I think more supportive than competitive. But I think the co competitive nature of the fact that it's a contest has actually motivated both of us to try even harder. Like, if I don't win, I want her to win. Yeah, of course. Right. But you would prefer to win. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a good that's a good mix. <laughs> it's it is it is neat to see though like like I going last year everybody everybody that got up there there was even a few people that kind of bombed out but right. but like the crowd isn't the crowd isn't merciless. Oh, they're so supportive yeah. in that room. And that yeah. was another eye opener is when you go to an actual comedy club where people are expecting <laughs> to laugh funny. instead of hoping to laugh. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it's been uh, a really fun experience. I think it might be this uh, kind of thing that I do on the side. Like, not yeah. very seriously, but uh, more and more. I, I really enjoy it. How many warm-up sets have you done so far? Four sets so far. Yeah, and do you feel progressively better each and every time? You, yeah, I think uh, the, the Black Dog one felt the best last night. And then I was at another one. I don't know how much I could say about this, but, like, it was... There was just weed smoke everywhere in there. And so I was busting jokes and like half of the people in there were like still looking at me. And like, 
Do I know that guy? <laughs> they just started laughing today. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. It registered. To get it. it registered. So it was just a unique room, but everyone's been so different that you, you know, you have to learn, and that would come with experience how to uh, just entertain the room differently based on who's there. Like a lot of my set is on the fact that both of my brothers had adult circumcision this year. Oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, the one crowd I did was to mainly ladies. Nice. And mm. I have jokes on like I, foreskin getting a lot of hate. And uh, in 2019, and the fact that I'm going to start a walk to end foreskin hate, it's called the Natural Cox Rock Walk. I like that. And our uh, mascot is a calamari. And (laughs) the women in the audience were really grossed out by the calamari, and the guys love it. They think it's the funniest shit ever. So uh, you just kind of got to tailor to your room a bit. So I've got two sets, and I'll... You know, I can go either way with them. I'll push it a little bit off the start and then ease back on it if it doesn't seem like the crowd's digging the... Are you going to, like, try and decide which which set to go with as you watch the other guys go first? Like, are you going to try and, like, okay, I see the crowd's reacting to this, but not something like this, so I'm going to yeah, go... Yeah, I'd with, imagine there is, like, I'm a bit of go a method a to it, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. And, like, if the loud laughers are girls and they're digging the, like, daughter jokes, I've got some <laughs> stuff about, like, my seven-year-old that are super appropriate and make me look endearing. And there but if it, if the crowd is eating up the other stuff, I can go pretty offside with. So it. Ryder, are you gonna are you gonna fight for us bloggers to be considered a part of the media? This there next was year? a blogger in it last oh. year. Don't ask me his name; I forget. But there okay. was. So you guys could get in on that. Well, there you go. Talk to Andrew Gross. Bag He's milk. the organizer. You going up on stage? Yeah, I would do it. That'd be fun. So go. looking at the uh, roster this year, there's Mark Connolly from CBC. Trent Wilkie is a freelance writer. Narmanisa, love her from CTV. Lisa Evans, of course, is your co-host writer. Although I do notice they have the wrong station on here, my friend. Yeah, we won't we won't throw them under the bus <laughs> for that. I see you guys. Amy, uh, Amy Amato from uh, Up ninety nine three. James White from Cruise. Jimmy. Dave Bre- Dave Breckenridge from The Sun, Courtney Terrio, hilarious from City TV, Rob Pepper from 91.7, and Jenna Winterburn also from 91.7. Is there anybody there that you do not believe you are funnier than? Because I'm looking at this list and I think you got it, man. I think, yeah, me too. I was reading that off. Like, I kind of, I, I dig Mark Connolly, but I think you're up there with Connolly. Mark Connolly, I'm pretty sure, won it uh, the three years he was in it and then took last year off. So he's definitely a favorite. Uh, Pepper does a lot of stand-up, and so does Jenna. Pepper's been working on it. They both both hit the clubs on a regular basis. So they're good. I've heard Lisa's set. It's really good. And, like, as far as relating to women, it's dynamite. Like, she had the chicks that were drinking wine at this one club that we did, we warmed up at together. She had them, like, dying. So she'll be a real competitor, too. Yeah, no, there's a lot of... Pretty talented people. I think the lineup's more stacked this year. It's going to be harder to win than last year. But It's looking good, man. I'm excited for you. I wish that there wasn't a game that night. I would have loved to have gone to support you guys. Again, if there are still tickets available, it's ticksonthesquare.ca. Go check out Ryder and Lisa because they're going to be hilarious. Well, and check back again. Apparently, there was rumors of a second tier of tickets. Oh. or uh, So I don't know. They're withholding on just, us. Yeah. Nice. Sneaky. Sneaky. And again, this charity is going to raise money for free footy, as Dan said. So they're doing that again as well. I am looking forward to hearing about that, my friend. I appreciate you coming in today on this Mary Brown pop-in. I appreciate you dealing with Tyler's anger. I I think what the room needed it. Yeah. It felt like there was some good vibes over here. We needed the mix. Well, I was going to say, I would love to be like, oh, man, usually I'm not this salty, but I'm always like this. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. 
Which was my favorite because you made a comment on, I think it was an Instagram, po- uh, Instagram post where they're like, oh, Tyler doesn't like Donaires. And he's like, yeah, or you could just not bug me about it. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I don't think you would let anybody off the hook for something like that if it was something you liked. Have you so ever when I saw it? you say that, I, was, I got a good chuckle No, if there's it. something I like and if someone's like, oh, man, I hate that, then I'm usually just like, all right, your problem. <laughs> okay. Ryder, have you ever heard of a, somebody living in Edmonton that does not appreciate a donair? Uh, my co-host refuses to eat them sober, but I think she really likes them drunk. Well, I can appreciate that, though. Yeah. He, what did you call them on real life? You just called it salt or a soggy nothingness or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, I spew a bunch table, of shit. Tyler, the table's going to go up to the fucking roof <laughs> next time I come in. I think the moral of the story here is that Tyler hates fun and flavor. Yep. <laughs> Tyler, Absolutely. Tyler, you're not going to a family dinner with a little bit of a buzz on. Mm-hmm. Are you going to come into that family dinner as hot as you came in today? <laughs> Throwing around tables. Turkey fucking sucks. <laughs> Why my, is your table so high? <laughs> my chair is really uncomfortable. Yeah, maybe. I'm telling you, man. Don't show him the highlight reel. Show him the real Tyler. Yeah, like my girlfriend definitely knows the real ty- Tyler because like I get angry a good amount not angry angry is a bad way to describe it like grumpy i get in grumpy moods very easily like little things will trigger me like Ryder said off before we started recording he said whoa easily triggered and it's like yeah yes and no uh has she asked you to change your normal behavior and (laughs) has she asked that you bring the highlight reel with you no, like no. to the family, and she knows that she doesn't need to be like, "Hey, be on your best behavior around my family." Like, <laughs> okay. I have, I have good enough social skills to know like when to just be positive all the time. Is she going to the family go and going, "Hey, don't bring up this, don't bring up this, don't bring up this or this or this"? Well, like I obviously I never get like grumpy at her parents, but there'll be times where like she'll be talking about something and I won't like it, and I'll just kind of like stare at her, and her parents think it's hilarious. <laughs> so I think they kind of understand the bit almost. The man's got the look. I, I can't like wait till like, or your family, are they grumpy as well? Oh my God. I can count on one hand. Okay. If you take, because my sister had a child. So now my dad's a grandpa, right? So he's a different human being around then. Before then I could count the amount of times I've had like a physical interaction, like a hug or like, an I love you with my dad. I could count it on one hand. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> you know um, what? That's, a I have ge- like a very tough Ukrainian dad. That's a generational thing though. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Like, my dad cannot believe how uh, like lovey I am with my daughter as far as like hugs and telling her I love her. And he, he's just like, to him, he's like, what? Where did you learn to parent like this? Because I think for the previous 15 generations, the men were expected to be tough and the man of the house. Whereas yeah. now we have an opportunity to like be loving. Sure. <laughs> it goes my, a long way. My dad was just visiting from Nova Scotia and when he was, so he was leaving the morning after and I wasn't going to be able to give him a ride. So I was going to bed beforehand. And we had to like agree that we were going to do a hug before we <laughs> before we, nice before we say goodbye. Yeah, it was yeah, uh, the it was most the loving thing. thing my dad said to me. Uh, I bought a house here in Millwoods, a pretty nice place. Ryderville. He, he walks in, looks at the whole house, and I'm like waiting for that compliment. Really? Yeah, like, you hey, did nice it. work. Yeah, absolutely. And this was post divorce too. The fact that I bounced back and didn't end up in like a basement suite. Exactly, man. Uh, <laughs> and he just said. The museum called. They're interested in your washer and dryer, and then he <laughs> left. That was nice. it. Well, that did you get all. a new washer and dryer? I had to about yeah. three months later. The old pieces um, of shit broke down. Here's another random like. If any of my buddies are listening to this, they're probably dying because they have so many Ross stories. Like my dad's, he's funny in like a weird dry way. But me and my dad, we've been splitting season tickets with people like my whole life. So I've like grown up going to like 10, 15 games a year with my dad. 
He's, Unbelievable. I, well, I'm, no, I'm going somewhere with this, though. So he loves the Oilers, never misses a game or anything, but he will never, ever stand up for a goal. Like, he just sits, and the whole game... Does he clap? Nope. Sometimes. <laughs> Actually, if Connor does stuff now, he claps. Okay. Um, but I could count again on one hand the amount of times he stood up for a goal during the playoffs. And I remember when David DeHarnay scored that OT winner against the Sharks, mm. I was so... I had, like, granted a handful of beers, and I think he did, too. But he scored, and my dad stood up, and I was like, oh, my God, he's standing. And then I, like, turned, I put my hands on his shoulders, and I was like, oh, my God. Then we both, like, realized, like, whoa, we were, like, smiling and looking at each other. So we just, like, turned back to the ice. <laughs> What's going to happen when we win the Stanley Cup? Oh, man. Hug him. You like, might actually get a hug. I might honestly get a <laughs> hug. Like, three seconds. I like, Dad's going, one Mississippi, still two that, Mississippi, yeah. three still, Okay, done. Go away. Yeah, they'll just do that thing where they hug, and then they look at each other, and then quick fist bump, and then sit yeah. back down. But, like, we spent so long, obviously, like, going to games, and, like, you know, it's February 22nd, and they just got pumped by the St. Louis Blues 5-1 in 2011, right? Like, so many miserable games. And, like, walking into that first playoff game in 16-17 with him, like, we didn't obviously didn't talk. We don't talk when we go to games together. Unless <laughs> it's, like... What the fuck is happening right now? We just, like, <laughs> we sit quiet quiet in the vehicle, <laughs> listen to whoever's doing a pregame show. We walk in silent. I stand outside. He has a dart, and I stand there. Hey, can, we, <laughs> can we please bring your dad in for the next week's oh episode? My God. Man, if my dad is, here? If he could let loose, <laughs> if he could let loose on a podcast, I promise you guys would fucking Man, be howling. This is like this needs to happen. This is therapy. Um, I just want to come and sit in for yes. that podcast. And yeah, like we'll just sit there quiet, and you'll get the odd like, "What the fuck is he doing?" Or like, "What the fuck is what the fuck was that?" They're playing like shit. Do you are you like fearful every time he? Like has like a burst like that though? Or are you just like, oh my god, I don't know how to explain? No, because it's just my dad. Fair enough. Like it's just how I yeah. know him. So fair enough. Um, sometimes I'll turn to him like they're playing pretty good today. He'll be like, eh. so Ross. <laughs> so Ross, Ross. Yeah, he's I not. Know you're listening. not listening to this, yeah. but if you are, no, he didn't get this deep into the podcast. He might have started it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he doesn't do the podcast. He doesn't know how that works. That was like my dad. He's just like, how's work going? I was like, great. Here's a link to the podcast I'm doing every Friday, and he's just like, why would anybody listen to you? I was like, wow. <laughs> Wow, it sounds like we were all raised by the same man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just as old as the rest of y'all, if not a little bit. Some of you guys, but my yeah. dad listens all the damn time. He listens to the Monday <laughs> podcast, too. Wow. I'll get texts from him every damn game. After the game, we'll always talk. That's well, what love feels like, Yeah, I guess. listen to this guy. Oh, yeah, we, we've always been, we've been, like, he's, Interesting. In, he's in Langley, so we've been separated for at least, you know, 12, hour, uh, 12 hours apart for most of my life. But yeah, no, it's it's kind of it, yeah, I, I kind of enjoy it. I don't oh, know. Yeah, what you rub guys it are in, through. thanks, man. Ryder, does your dad ever listen to your radio show still? Uh, when they're driving through town, yeah, yeah. but the last <laughs> oh, time, no. the last time he's like, yeah, no, the music sounded tinny, and I was oh, like, no. it sounded tinny. Like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't know. It just sounded tinny. The song I was listening to, I was like, the song. You listened to one song and then gave up on it for the rest of the three-hour commute. Flipped over. To the it's chat. not even when you're on air, too. It's like the song that was playing. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't like oh, your show. No. That one song. Unbelievable. When I finished my internship at TSN 1260, on the last day, my dad texted into the radio station, and it like almost made me cry because he was like somewhat heartfelt, but it like wasn't towards me. It was like thanking the guys for taking me oh, and like no. giving me this. But it was like a pretty long message. And I was like, oh my god, he was listening this whole time. I just love the idea of your dad being like, you know what? This has been a great show. I'd really like to thank Low Tide for the hard work he does, and Tyler's there too. <laughs> I feel like he like I know I'm talking a lot about him because we're gone over time now, and I hate going over time, but. Um, I feel like he almost doesn't like my like persona on the air. He doesn't like like the the young kid who knows. Are you it saying all. this is a character? 
<laughs> well, I, I'm saying you take who you are and you crank it up a few notches, right? Of course you do. Uh, Rider, do you low, agree with that? Low Tide, he's from Maidstone, right? Yeah, good Maidstone boy. Represent me too. Have you ever met him? No, I don't think what? I have. Oh, fuck. Well, then you got to meet because he has obviously tons of great Maidstone stories. There's only four. <laughs> There's only four stories he, from Maidstone. He has one where like a truck carrying certain things and also cigarettes like rolled over on the side of the highway when he was like mm. 12 or 13 and him and his buddies ran and like looted it and like wow. took all the cigarettes or something. That's good living in Maidstone. Um, and then he got in trouble for it. It's the coolest Maidstone story ever. He I also in Maidstone one time. Really? Yeah, it was Why? terrifying. Oh, uh, it was it was after season. They let us like stay in the campground, and then there was like these hunters that just came in and raided the campground, and they just they they squatted down there too, and saved themselves like fifteen dollars. Lotad also has stories of like going to like the general store or something with just a note being like, "I give my son permission to buy cigarettes," and he'd be like, "Buying yep. cigarettes." I used to do yeah, that too. Yeah, That's great. That too. Uh, funny story, just to finish the Maidstone talk. Uh, that general store you were talking about was mm-hmm. owned by Alan and Shelley. So it was the A and S. So and the subs that they served there were Jolly Bun fillers. So you could go and get a Jolly Bun filler in the anus. A and S, Yeah. You say A and S fast. Uh, it's just straight oh up no. anus. That's okay. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, go get Marketing a Jolly Bun genius. filler if you're ever through. Uh, one more time, just because that reminds me, the real deal, James Neal, stolen from the Godless Flames, filled the net, Daddy. I want to thank Ryder, of course, for being here. Our special guest today is a Mary Brown's pop-in. Bite-sized morsels of 100% breast meat, chicken coated in Mary seasonings, and served hot, crispy, and oh-so-yummy. Tyler loves them in his little tummy. <laughs> Choose Ty for a kick of sweet heat. Tops some sesame seeds. Go to marybrowns.com. They are delicious. They are great. I want to thank also our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant and at skipthedishes.ca. And I also want to give a very special thank you to Ryder for being here. Listen to him on Power Mornings with Ryder and Lisa from 530 to 9 on 107.1 on your dial. Follow him at Ryder FM on Twitter and Instagram. And go check out this stand-up he's doing, ticks on the square.ca if there are tickets still available. That's coming out on October 16th. Thank you, my friend, for being here. Thank you for the beers. You're welcome. Unbelievable. Great to have you in the room. Great to have you all here. Thank you for listening. Please tell a friend about this. Tyler, hit the button. Best wishes. Shout out, Damien. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media to stay up to date and never miss a podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.